0: Hello, Strange Seeds. This is the Primordia Podcast, your source for strange. I'm your host, Britt. Join me semi-weekly as we pull off our flesh suits and dive into the primordial waters of the mystical and magical, the downright freaky, the strange and bizarre, unsettling synchronicities, and the truly terrifying. You'll leave each episode with a list of reading recommendations if you feel so inclined to research further the topics we discuss, which I encourage you to do. Connect with a growing community of eclectic minds who strive to leave a more positive, compassionate imprint on this weird world we live in. So dive on in with us,
1: and don't be scared. The is fine.
0: XB Planus is part of the Green Mushroom Podcast Network.
2: Welcome to XB Planus. Greetings, friends and fiends, and welcome back to XV Planis. Transmitting from the Black Lodge, as always, I am your host, Flood, and as always, I am very happy to be here to dive further into the weird with you. However, tonight, we bring you no spooky stories or investigations, but an appropriate close to a season. So break out the eggnog and join us for the XV Planis Solstice Party slash Season 2 Finale. I asked everyone from last year's adventures to join me for a year-end review and an opportunity to just cut loose and have some fun. There will be irreverent humor, callbacks to investigations, discussions on future projects, and did I mention eggnog? So pour yourself your favorite holiday beverage, throw on your worst holiday-themed pajamas or ugly sweater, pop on some headphones, and join us as we say farewell to Season 2 of XV Planis. I'm sure you'll enjoy the conversation. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh. welcome to the first official uh, xV planets holiday party and our year in review
3: <laughs>
2: I want to thank everybody for uh for popping in to hang out today uh really the purpose of this was just to uh to to say thank you to all of you for being involved in this project so far and, and all of the effort that you put into it and like uh, all of the adventures that we've gone on together. It's, it's been truly an amazing experience. And uh, I just wanted to, to share this closeout uh, by saying thank you to each and every one of you. And um, yeah, go us. This has been a wild year.
4: And go fans.
2: And go fans. Okay.
5: Yeah, Go and shouts out fans. to Flood for you know running mm. the ship all these time. <laughs>
4: Seriously, <laughs> despite the sanity of it, we get it. You've done great.
2: Sanity? <laughs> Who needs that? Whatever. Yeah, nobody needs that. Oh, this is uh, this has been a blast, and uh, I was thinking about this um, just uh, a couple of days ago, Megan. I can really, th- I would really say that the. The turning point for X V Planets, like when uh when it kind of evolved into phase two, if you will, like this is the MCU or something. Um, <laughs> uh, it it pretty much kicked off whenever you joined me for Brown Mountain and mm-hmm. uh we saw the lights. And from that moment forward, it it kind of snowballed into this amazing collection of people who most of you are on here with me right now. And uh It's been one hell of an an adventure, friends. And I just want to say thank you all so much.
0: You're welcome. Pleasure to be here.
2: Yeah.
3: I'm really glad I
0: decided to go into the woods with a bunch of dudes I'd never met before. (laughs) (laughs) So am I.
2: I'm sure that was the first time experience. You're like
4: one of my BFFs now, so I appreciate that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but see, Megan, you know how to handle yourself, so even if we did turn out to be a bunch of psychotics, you would have been able to take us all out in a matter of minutes.
0: It's, oh, that is true. Right. I do have a bigger knife than Ralph.
4: Well, it's your true. your favorite weapon is the baseball bat, don't lie.
0: Uh, it's a sack full of quarters, but I'm getting it um, embroidered so it says practical magic. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there it is.
5: <laughs> yeah, my money is always on Megan for having the biggest weapon.
4: Money coin. Uh-huh. <laughs> that pun was intended. But
2: I'm just- I, no, I'm I'm sorry. I, I think that actually needs to be sold in the store when we open it up in, in January. <laughs> like the sock full of quarters bit. Yeah. Like, obviously, we're not going to give them quarters. We'll we'll give them. It'll like,
0: just be a sock. That's just practical magic.
2: It'd be a great okay, sticker. Quarters cool. not provided. Only one. You don't get a pair.
5: No.
2: You only get the one. one sock. <laughs> it's meant
5: to be a weapon.
2: It's a Patriot exclusive.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, it's a uh, really this has been a, a wild year and I just uh, I kind of wanted to do a round table with all of us and like out of all of the adventures and oddities that we got ourselves wrapped up into I just wanted to ask what everybody's personal favorite over the last year has been. Sunny, I'll I'll go left. I'll start with you.
4: Well, I miss Sally House, but my favorite was definitely Waverly, hmm. Um even though it was chilly and chilling <laughs> we had jackets and it was just a great coming together moment and also we experienced a lot that was there which i don't want to go over the details because any of you that have listened already know the details Mm-hmm.
2: indeed
5: Walker, what about you? Yeah, I was fortunate enough to be at Sally House, and so I think <laughs> I'd have to say that one was my favorite. Just as like our first deep dive into being at a location for a certain amount of time and truly getting into it—you know, doing a bunch of research—like we truly like showed up and just got got started. the The first day, you know, was was awesome. the The road trip was awesome. We got our coolest piece of evidence, in my opinion um the avp oh yeah 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 and so that 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 trip alone was just so much fun and it really did kind of set the stage for an awesome year like we were talking earlier just looking
2: back like man that was 11 months ago that's wild that we've done all this stuff in that time it's crazy because it does feel like it was way longer than that and that very same trip actually is what uh put us into rotation with jill and we finally got to uh to meet her and and she hung out at the Sally House with us. And Jill, out of the last year, what, what's been your favorite uh, uh, group adventure that you've been a part of with us?
6: Well, I'd say for a small-scale investigation, it was Sally House. And I showed up without a weapon to meet three strange guys. I had only talked <laughs> on the phone as well. <laughs> well, I vouched for John, so you're good.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
6: for, forced to... Well, so um, so that was like really cool because it was more of my favorite kind of investigation, which is just really small scale, a couple of people. It just feels like a much more sort of intimate ghost experience. Mm-hmm. Waverly, of course, is amazing, but that's always just, you know, such a big group and such a big place. You just feel like there's things going on all the time that you're just probably missing out on. But I feel like we didn't miss anything at Sally because, you know, it was small. We had a small group and, you know, we were there for the two nights.
2: Yeah. So I I'm I'm glad that we're touching back on on Sally House, because one of my favorite pieces of weirdness that we experienced at that was the displacement of audio. Right. Where uh, it was like everybody thought that I was yelling from outside, but I was actually upstairs Right. yeah and
5: then, like Alejandro couldn't hear us or or we couldn't hear him like, right. cry for us,
2: yep, mhm- that was wild stuff
5: and the cat I mean, there were so many things with that that was a weird one,
6: yeah, when you were coughing, I mean, we thought you were outside like smoking a cigarette. We had no idea you were actually inside the house like dying.
2: that's what it was, yeah, 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 something uh like it literally felt like somebody shoved their fingers down my throat. You know, it was, yeah, charming, right? No, I just want to
4: make so many dirty jokes right now, and I can't. Save Same. it, save it. Yeah. I know, I know.
5: Patreon exclusive. Right. Patreon exclusive, yeah.
2: yes. <laughs> just wait for the calendar to come out. Either that or, or it, uh, it, it felt like somebody, like, took, took a straw full of dust and then blew it into my mouth like as i was inhaling so it's just like yeah <laughs> uh, that's
6: what it sounded look like off
2: of your face. Yeah, I, yeah
6: yeah you know, really you know it's still kind of a musty house i thought well you know he's got like some kind of allergy triggered and
2: and then <laughs> it just kept going <laughs>
6: yeah kept going
2: <clears throat> well meg what about what about you out of all the ones that uh you've joined us for so uh um... thus far
0: Honestly, it's kind of a toss up between Brown Mountain and um, the USS North Carolina. Um, Brown Mountain was just so cool, like with all the fog and the lights, and it was just like that folklore guy that was like, oh yeah, nobody ever sees him their first time. And then immediately we're all just like, you mean those? <laughs> <laughs>
3: you don't say
0: (laughs) yeah and then the north carol that whole night was just like magical i don't know how to describe it and then the north carolina was cool because like you guys were all below decks and i'm just like hanging out on the anchor and i'm like oh that's a ufo like just had that like cool like experience by myself and it was it was kind of it was kind of neat
2: yeah it was a good time and, Stevie, hopefully when we do this next year, you're going to be saying, like, well, yeah, I went to a couple with you guys. Which, I hope um, so. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Absolutely. Now, for those of you who have not met uh, Stevie, Stevie's been on the show a couple of times. It's a dear friend of mine from uh, Indiana, um, uh, has uh, an affinity for high strangeness, just as the rest of us do. So if you all haven't met, meet Stevie. Stevie, meet everybody else. Hello. Hi,
4: Stevie. Hi, Stevie.
1: <laughs> Happy to be here. Yeah, I don't know if the Indiana stuff is um, gonna work out or not. I'm definitely um, definitely down for anything in Indiana and um, anything that's close. I just couldn't I couldn't get even to um, Kentucky this 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 year. So
2: yeah. Well, as soon as we have everything pinned down for Indiana, you'll you'll definitely be one of the first people to know. Um, nice. Yeah. We're always
5: down for a road trip. I was telling John earlier too. I, I, I think that I've unlocked my second passion,
2: which is just getting in a car and driving all around. <laughs> it's yeah. great, isn't
0: it? Yeah, oh, it's it so is.
2: much fun. Yep. Take me everywhere. That kind of leads to the next point of conversation is like some of the stuff that we have up our sleeve for the next year. And, um, I mean, uh, you know, we've already kind of hinted at it, as, as we've been talking with Stevie, is that we, we do have a couple of things up our sleeves this year for Indiana. We got at least one spot in Colorado we're going to have to end up going to, yeah. um, which could also be paired up with the UFO Highway. Just saying, guys. Um, so, yeah, next year should be interesting. I'm still trying to wrap my head around how much we crammed into just this last year, which it doesn't really seem like all that much, but (laughs) consider how much we work. Well, yeah, yeah, when you talk about
5: all the preparation and everything, too, like even just us going to Fort Mountain, basically just to go camping and like scope things out, you know, that took a lot of time and effort.
2: Almost
5: getting eaten by a bear. What was his name? Barreled.
2: Oh, yeah. Barahundra. Barreled.
4: Thanks, Alejandro. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was about to say.
2: Yeah, yeah where's Alejandro when you need him, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> putting
0: a sugar plate out in the, in the woods.
4: I said, and the USS Carolina again, too. That's yeah. On the, that's on the agenda.
2: Yeah, I definitely want to do that. It's um, I, I think we're going to get great results if we return back to that area at a time that we don't have to have those vents running because it was, oh, man. And the smell
3: that, of yeah, teasing. that audio is just
5: gnarly. Just... <laughs> <laughs> We're going to release 45 hours of unlistenable audio. Unlistenable audio. You can't prove that it's not a ghost.
4: Right. It's great to fall asleep too. Are we starting
0: a show on the Travel Channel?
5: Again, road no. trips. I'm
4: always down. Let's do it. Um, Let's go to Las
0: Vegas and beat up Zag Wagon's.
4: See, about beating up again. There you go. Where's the quarters? That's, Immediately goes Megan. for violence. Exactly. <laughs>
5: Megan, I'll be there in April, and you can show up and do that, and I'll just film.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And
5: then I'll be like, I, I have in. no I'll buy, idea. I'll
3: buy the plane ticket right
0: now. All right. You know I got to be the
4: side buddy on that one, because uh, I have a hint of violence myself.
2: It is Zach right. Baggins, so. Yeah, okay.
0: I mean, I'd spit on him, but he'd probably enjoy it, so. <laughs> oh, God.
2: You know the uh, the the world of um paranormal um entertainment has has really really gone down the tubes in the last couple of years. I think. The-
4: Sorry, it, if you listeners, it is clearly a Sunday and the Saints <laughs> are playing, so I will now put my phone on mute because my ESPN alert is going off.
2: Holiday episode, <laughs> no rules. Like I'm doing zero editing to this. So um, this Who dat? Is, yeah, who dat?
4: Who that say they gonna beat them? Saints? who that? Who that? Who that say they gonna beat them? Saints? Who <laughs> and now yeah. John is dancing.
2: <laughs> this might be the only time you can get me excited about sports ball. Seriously, yeah, not really my bag of tricks. <laughs> anyway, so the um, where where were we before you the, we got the de- the state of uh, spitting on face. Yes. yes. All right, so. I don't think since the second season of Hellier premiered, I don't think I've seen anything.
1: It's really interesting. I'm, 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 it's curious how that didn't, um, uh, sort of up the raise the bar for, um, paranormal entertainment. Um, it's popular in my mind. Maybe it's just not that popular. Is it? I don't know. I don't have a sense of that.
2: I would say that it's popular amongst people who actually, right. like, d- go out and do this stuff, because w- one of the things that I loved about the show so much is that it really does illustrate how much patience you have to have. sure, and how 90 percent of the time, nothing ever happens yeah, yeah it's
5: not a show about evidence it's a show about like the chase of evidence and all the, the road you have to go down to like truly understand and then all your understanding is more questions and it's you know it's, it's just about a big the friends check.
2: they made a the <laughs> way
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> it's about the journey right it but is. i
4: like the how you said it's the chase of evidence
2: mm-hmm. yeah because that's that's the thing is it, like you know, you and I were talking about this just, uh, Walker, just a, a, a few days ago, like the, the the pursuit of evidence is no longer part of my wheelhouse anymore. It's like, sure, I could, I could gather evidence all day, every day. It's still not going to be enough. It's no longer about that. It is about the personal experience. And that's why we do this is to actually have the experiences. If we can capture them, fantastic. But. something that that Jill actually put into my head from the Sally house moving on is if you spend all of that time fiddling and fumbling around with all this different equipment, chances are you're going to miss something.
6: (laughs) Yeah. I I think that's why you, you, I mean, you have made like, I would say light years leap in investigating just, you know, just since the Sally house. On, Because I've seen so many investigators, you know, they spend five, ten years doing that, constantly fiddling with equipment, just not really enjoying the experiences because they're so concerned about capturing something. And and you you really, you miss out on so much. You're never going to convince anybody of anything. Never. There is never going to be you know an EVP that's going to convince somebody who's got their mind made up your whatever you capture on film people are always going to attempt to you know discredit so for me it's like it's all about actually having that experience and following those trails
2: yeah yeah it also makes those memes ever so much more funny when i see them now and it's like it was a dust orb. I know what I saw. You know, <laughs> you like these tattoos?
5: It's sick.
2: <laughs> but it, um, it, no, it, it really is true. Like the, the more time you obsess over trying to capture this stuff, then you're going to miss what's happening right in front of you. And, and I think that's something that we all learned, uh, very early on in, into this oddball adventure that we're on
5: yeah that's one of the reasons I think Sally House was so fruitful is that we like Jill said, it was very small scale. like we had so much equipment, but the only stuff we really caught like awesome evidence on, I would say was static equipment where like the AVP was captured on a table. it was just a recorder sitting. Mm-hmm. you know, we got the picked like people were seeing things in the iPhone when we were on the um the live oh, that stream, was me. yeah, and so it was yep. just you know truly like we were there we had our minimal equipment and it was probably some of the craziest things that we've caught
0: like at been waverly, a Sally House. that has been wild
5: yeah even at waverly it was all of us seeing things and hearing things more than it was like oh we caught this shadow on camera and oh we got this recording on, on oh ABP. yeah
4: yeah there was nothing really like officially captured that we were excited about it. it was exciting that we all saw the same things and we're experience- it was it, more about the experience
2: exactly before the creeper showed up and i came back to the room to meet up with everybody i was out there with the camera for like a good 20 30 minutes holding it up looking down the hallway holding it up looking down the hallway holding up like you know no this is just i just close it gave up and then even and then
4: what happened
2: yeah then it took 20 minutes for my eyes to adjust and I got what I asked for.
4: <laughs> got
0: more
2: than what you asked for. Yes, I got way more than what I asked for.
0: Yeah,
6: Waverly. I think you could get results if you could do sk- static cameras, but you know, unless you have a whole semi-trailer full of equipment, right? You know, a whole bunch of people to set up for three days. It's it's just impossible because the phenomenon tends to move around there. Well, you know, it followed you, but normally you can't really set up any type of a static capture for waverly just because it's so big
5: yeah we would have spent four of our eight hours setting up equipment mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and
6: i and i have done that i i have done that we ran static cameras once at waverly and it it took yeah it took about an, usually almost two hours to set up and then probably about an hour to break down you have yeah. cables everywhere and yeah it's just it's just not
4: worth it was it fruitful
6: no 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 Everything that happened it just tended to happen off of camera because you can only run your cable so far.
5: Hmm. Well, then when they mess up your equipment too, you're like, man, I just wasted all this time using it. And all they did was take the energy from my battery.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
6: yeah, we, we Which- had a team member that he he had this brilliant idea that he was going to actually bring a car battery. And he lugged <laughs> two car batteries. <laughs> All the way up to fourth floor.
3: Oh, dude. And had them
6: all set. He was like convinced that camera was going to run all night. And we came back like an hour later and both the batteries were drained.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> of course. The next time that I go back to Waverly, I want to invest in um, trail cams. Yeah, I'm going to pick up like four night vision trail cams and set those up and just let them record continuously. Leave them in those same places, forget about them for the rest of the night. Had I taken any more time fiddling with the electronics and with the equipment, then who knows what else I would have missed.
0: I still want to clip a GoPro to you and just let you loose in a building.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, with no lights. i Walk around with the film. I know, right? Yeah.
6: I was going to suggest that. I was going to say really, truly, I think the way to go is a point of view camera. That's just like strap one on your chest, strap one on your back and then just let it just record whatever you're interacting with.
2: I'll do it. Yeah.
6: And um, I had a friend, the way she always did, she had a digital recorder and she just strapped it to her upper arm so she could still keep her hands free with other things. And it was just, you know, almost like a runner does. So I thought that was a really good approach too, because you're not as likely to brush the microphone.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was one of my biggest concerns was, uh, like, having a camera strapped to you. It's a guarantee that the audio is going to get just fabric rubbing up against it. But, um, I mean, with the, uh, like, the lapel condenser mics that I have, that should be reasonable enough to set up properly. Yeah, and I think
5: our recorders that we have, you know, Mm -hmm. just like the Zoom mic and stuff, already capture such good audio.
2: Yeah. Ye olde Zoom.
4: Yeah, I think strapped to your back would also be a good idea, considering what happened with the creeper. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm not sure I want to see what's, what's freaking following me, guys. Like, we do. not was uh, yeah, just an army of shadows. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> that would be the best to see,
4: uh-huh.
6: see something stalking behind you, because you wouldn't know until you did evidence review. I think that would be really creepy.
4: That's what I wish I would have had, actually, on the USS Carolina, which I wish Alejandro was with us at this moment,
5: because that's oh, what yeah. he was saying. Mm-hmm.
4: It was stalking behind me.
5: Yeah, I felt every time I like was alone in the Carolina, someone was following me around. It was weird. Like The <laughs> one time I dropped a coin in the well, I could not get out of that place fast enough. I was like, someone is running behind me trying to get me. Right, yeah, yeah. Oh,
4: that is when you came up to me and tapped me and scared the heck out of me. And <laughs> yeah, he was, I was like, tell someone to do it, He too. was like, Sonny, you got to go to the well right now. It's creepy as f-. I was <laughs> like, okay.
6: Is that okay. when you screamed, Walker? Because you ran past me, and then I said something to you, and then... I scared the crap out of you. Because yeah,
5: because I didn't know you were <laughs> in that room. <laughs> oh yeah, that was not because I, I straight up I was my whole body was shaking. I was like, ugh, this is weird. Yeah, you,
6: were, you were full blown run. I was like, oh my gosh, what did he say?
2: For folks playing the home game or, or, or just tuning in to listen to this, I cannot tell you that the difference between an actual paranormal investigator's real time response to something weird happening. And the absolute horse shit that you see on television, very, very different animals, very, very different things. But Man, when you shake a real paranormal investigator, it is comical. It it, it truly is.
5: I was going to say, I am probably the largest member of the group. I'm not, you know, I think Todd might be a little bit bigger than me. But You're
2: definitely our Sasquatch.
5: Yeah, but I also am definitely the one that always gets jump scared. So I will always jump and shake and audibly make a noise, you know.
4: That's what we love about you.
5: And
2: that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh,
2: I don't know. I don't think that's fair. I think that I, it, it's it fair. It's us. definitely
5: something that happens to me, not just in this world. Like, <laughs> I love scary movies, but I will jump and, like, smack a bowl of popcorn out of your hand if I get freaked out. That's the best.
2: Look, you abuse my popcorn, we gonna have words. <laughs> all right, I'm just saying. I really, really can't wait to go back to the USS North Carolina that that place was wild active and very interactive and i think i think knowing what we know after this last trip and how it interacted with us we know what we're going to be walking into and and how to trigger it and interact with it better yeah so and sure. i think that's
5: one of the places like in north carolina specifically that we've been to that when i tell people about the podcast they're like oh man that's so cool y'all did the battleship cuz people in the paranormal world know about Waverly and the Sally House <laughs> but people all over our state know everything about Battleship North Carolina I think it was almost a requirement to go on a field trip there as a kid mm-hmm. so it's fun to be like oh man I had this really weird expo- or I had this really weird experience when I was there as a child and can't believe you guys got on there to investigate you know so that was really cool for me
2: did you have a lot of friends reach out to you and, and yeah. say something? Well,
5: yeah. everyone that I shared it with was like, Oh man, you guys did the battleship or like I'm gonna listen. The battleship sounds really cool. I don't know about the, other, the I don't know what those other places are. <laughs> but the battleship is really cool. Yeah, um, I
6: think there's so much still to be explored on that battleship. Absolutely. I kinda of got weird feelings when he took us down through that um the chart room, like the super top secret part of the ship.
3: Yeah. Mhm.
6: There was there was something going on there but it just kind of never made it back down there.
2: You you said that too. Mhm. I that, did uh, also. Yeah. 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 Um so Jill it seems like a lot of people were kind of picking up on like cuz th- that part of the ship was like it's a focal point for energy. So mm-hmm. Whether or not people actually like pass there, just the fact that you have so much human emotion and energy funneling through that tight spot, it would make sense that it could be a, a net for capturing some of that stuff. And
5: yeah, I felt the tension in there big time. Like, th- yeah, I think if anything, is in that's a good there, it's way to describe it was
6: tension. Yeah, yeah, there was, yeah, like they really, I mean, I the way I described a lot of feelings on the ship is. They were very responsible. The spirits there still feel like responsibility. And there was almost like a tension there. Like they were the people that were responsible for the whole mission, like succeeding or failing.
5: Yeah. yeah. If if there was one place in the ship that was never turned off, like that place was never turned off. Like there were always people in there when that ship was mm-hmm. operating that yeah. there was a lot of stuff going on. And I think, energy. Jill,
4: you put it nicely one way, too, because it was never, as much as we felt there, it was never, I don't want to say bad, but it was never a negative Mm-mm. experience, like yeah. because they were there expecting that they could die. Like, it wasn't, you know, like a suicide or anything, like nefarious that way. Like, they knew the they, stakes. They knew the stakes, exactly, yeah. so it was never a nefarious feeling there.
6: Yeah, it was, it was a unique. It was a unique hunt in that way because I had never done a battleship before or a ship, and that that is a, it has a very unique sort of energy residue to it. Yeah, it was just responsibility and valor and and all the things that you kind of hear about people who have been in the service.
2: It's it's almost to the point that that like if you were to come across a full body apparition. Of a sailor in full uni- uniform, you would almost expect them to look at you and be like, "Nope, nah, ain't got time for this. Gotta go check the rudders." You know, like they <laughs> <laughs> they would look at you and be like, "Nope, mm-mm, nope, we're busy." Um, because the place did seem very busy. It, it seemed like everybody was like anything that we came across. It seemed like it was hustling. It was doing its own thing. The one thing that really stood out to me, obviously, was our interaction with the shadow in the the back four rooms, which turned into the most ridiculous game of hide and seek that mm-hmm. I, I think we've ever played. So frustrating, <laughs>
4: <laughs> to say the least, and jumpy. Well, speaking of jump scares, oh yeah,
2: and that's something that I actually uh, so I, I spoke on on the closure of our series on the USS North Carolina, which is not out yet, but I'll I'll reiterate it here is that. Whenever we first started having this back and forth with this this shadow that we saw, my first thought was it was playing with us. Like it was intentionally being playful. It was trying to get reactions out of us. But about midway through this back and forth interaction that we were having, its posture changed, the way that it moved changed. And it became less, it it felt less like it was trying to play a game. And it felt like either one, we were annoying the ever loving hell out of it or two, we might've been scaring it, him, whatever. That's, that's just a thought that kind of occurred to me as I was wrapping this up because it, it did seem like it's demeanor shifted towards the end of that interaction.
5: Yeah. It seems like it like kind of figured out that we could see and hear what was going on. And I was like, Oh no, like, what they can see me all the th- you know, they're right. They're yeah. looking for me, like it was weird.
2: <laughs> not me. It ain't me, man. It ain't no. me,
5: dog. <laughs> well, I'm sure me
0: running it. around yelling in Japanese didn't help.
2: Probably not. <laughs> no. But that was a that was a valiant attempt at, at uh strumming some stuff up for sure.
0: Hey, anytime you need a ghost, yelled that, I'm I'm a girl. <laughs>
2: well what are what were some of the other uh highlights of the last year that we've uh we've picked up on
5: we had our first investigation together where we went to um crybaby lane
2: that's true
5: we got a ball to move on command it was my first piece of poltergeist evidence yeah 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 we're gonna have to make exciting. a trip back
2: down there sometime in the near future um yeah as uh you, you hear you hear Walker and I reference Dorothea Dix a lot, and there's a reason for that is that place is thick it is thick with it. Megan and Sonny know this as well too from our uh, from our last visit there, which we'll get to here in just a moment. but yeah, um <laughs> she <clown>. <laughs> oh, and
4: that ghost would have had a field day with that because it was nothing but dirty jokes.
5: <laughs> what thick dicks? yes. it was
4: big black dark and strong apparently what that's that's what came through what you were under and megan was making jokes and as soon as she walked away that's exactly what came out of your mouth
2: i thought it was clown left
4: no that was before that was before yeah that was when megan was still there (laughs)
2: <laughs> Man, we've done way more investigating than i, thought. I know
4: and that's what i was like i'm so glad you waited until meg had left to say that because <laughs> it was soon as she walked away that that came out and i was like
0: well the, the you got a party part uh happened while i was there and that was enough for me
2: <laughs> What well, i said you got a party
0: yeah you kept you said it like twice in a row you got a party you got a party and I was like, I swear to God, if he says mouth, I'm
2: going to lose my mind. And then he <laughs> said, I as child. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, that place is wild. It's uh, it's it's consistently active. And, and there's numerous spots on Dorothea Dix Park that are, mm. are known for being active, one of which being the cemetery, which we go to on a regular basis. And the other one is this place that Walker just mentioned, um, Crybaby Lane. Which it used to be a, a road that went off of like the main. It went from the main road up to was it? it was an orphanage house? Yeah, it was right? the old
5: Catholic orphanage. Because now they've torn everything down. You used to be able to go into that field, and there was like a cornerstone of the building that was the orphanage. Yeah, no, that's like now underneath church of the, the church. Morning Star or whatever. Oh, it's the giant Catholic diocese, the it's Morning, like the Catholic yeah,
1: diocese, the Morning Rome. Star.
2: <laughs> yes, right. Right. Thank you. It a, uh, it's like we're we're I basically how many like
6: our graves there are there. There's oh, tons
2: wonder,
5: of dick.
6: There's probably tons of dead babies.
5: <laughs> there actually wasn't a whole lot of negative activity there. That's yeah. like the whole theory is that the orphanage it, it, it did catch on fire twice, and I think some people did die the second time, but but it was
2: ne- it was never any of the children. None of the kids actually died at the place. And the rumor, the rumor, at least the the folklore around it was that, yeah, a lot of the children died during these fires. But it wasn't. It was um, three of the priests. Mm-hmm. They were of, trying of to the, like put it out. Yeah, they were trying to either get the kids out or help put it out. One of them fell and died that way, and then two of them got burned up pretty bad. But Baby um, Lane is known for having a constant smell of smoke behind it and um, supposedly ghosts of children that come out to play. Now, if we're leaning back on the concept that it doesn't necessarily have to be a death that creates a ghost, it can just be places of high human activity where you have a whole lot of energy coming into, which is why places like theaters tend to have a lot of ghosts, whether or not people have ever died there. Um, and I think that's kind of what you would have there is like you had all of these kids coming in and out of the place. Because the activity that we were getting when we were at Crybaby Lane was very playful. Like it was rolling balls across the chessboard and stuff like that.
5: But it did roll the ball that we said, if you want us to leave, push the red ball. And that's what it did. Yeah. So it was interesting time. Not that we left. No, we didn't leave. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was very early on. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah.
6: You know, that's um, something you might want to try to put on the agenda at some point is doing a theater. Theaters do have a completely different energy when you investigate. There was an old theater, the Crump Theater. I don't know if you recognize the name. I don't think you can hunt it anymore. But one of my friends saw a spirit walk across um, an area down by the dressing room in like complete clown makeup.
1: Oh, wow. So, that would yeah, be that, Right on um, my alley. It was
6: kind of, yeah, um, but it's a, yeah, they're usually like really happy. It's really sort of that joyful energy that tends to infuse
4: mm-hmm. theaters. Jill, I believe that's where you showed me that photo that you actually caught a ghost from.
6: Yeah, that was Crump Theater. The woman that was speaking yeah. around the corner. Yeah, I showed you that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was Crump Theater. Um, theaters are also notorious because, you know, the film was um, celluloid and it used to catch on fire. So the projector was always in like a fireproof room and several theaters actually did have tragedies of their cameramen, their film, their filmmen. So I think that would be kind of a fun thing to try just to, you know, so you can kind of sample all the different types of energies.
2: Well, that's one of the things that I'm I'm doing on this uh this holiday paranormal road trip that I'm doing this year is we're gonna be hitting up the Nash's little theater for two nights in a row. So I'm gonna be oh, okay. interested Good. to see. Good. Well, we can drum up there, but I do think there is something to that places like, um, you know, old theaters, uh, old subway stations or train stations for that matter. You have all of these people and all of these energies cycling through. There's got to be something to that.
6: Another portion of that theater that we picked up, uh, energy and activity was that in the old theaters, they were segregated. And so the black section was always way far at the back, up high. They were the worst seats in the house. So mm-hmm. we used to get um, activity sometimes in those areas too. Just, I mean, it was still positive, but they they tended to be more infused with energy.
5: Huh, interesting. Yeah, there is one in Raleigh that we are trying to get our hands on. That it's really interesting. They renovated the theater, but they basically took this small theater and built a massive like complex around it so when you're in the theater you're in the original building and one of the walls of the building is still like the original wall but every everything else is new and they've told me that in that one building or that one portion of the building that is like the original theater is weird super really? creepy
2: yeah
6: oh that'd be cool
2: yeah if this is the one we've been talking about for the last year we we got to get on that yeah definitely
3: What scares you?
1: Ghosts. Aliens. Monsters. The occult. Conspiracies.
0: Some of you like to be scared, and unearthing paranormalcy is for you.
1: Some of you try everything you can to avoid it. Unearthing paranormalcy is for you. We take the topics that scare some, and we dig in to find the source, then present the history to make the paranormal a little more normal. We also throw in a bit of comedy to shed a light on some of the darkness in the world.
0: So whether you're scared of bumps in the night, what's inside your own mind, or strange lights in the sky, we cover it all.
1: We dig in and present all that we find and try to come up with some logical... ...and not so logical... ...reasons for the high strangeness happenings. Sometimes we are scared of the things we don't understand. And the more we understand, the less we fear.
0: So find us, Unearthing Paranormalcy, on your favorite podcast app. And join us on Facebook, Instagram, and
1: Discord at
0: Normalcy. And until next time, keep
1: digging.
2: (laughs) Did did I miss a story about a haunted gurney?
6: Yeah, when my son brought up. A haunted gurney wheel home after we visited um, a former central state insane asylum there in Indianapolis
2: that's wild that's something that I've I've really taken an interest in in the last year or so is like haunted objects and um, like most of these will be released over the course of uh, December and January but I had a few people that I interviewed for the Patreon series And um, one of them is a a pretty gifted tarot reader who brought a pendulum home. And apparently ever since this thing crossed the threshold in their home, it was just like pure chaos. Everything you could possibly think like everything just went wrong. So she ends up taking the uh, the pendulum and she wraps it up in a specific type of fabric and buries it outside. And then after that, everything's fine.
6: Yeah, my it, my activity didn't stop until I took it beyond the the boundary of my property. And the yeah. thing was, is my son didn't want to get rid of it, and I told him, I said, "All right, well, we'll just put it outside our property line." And it was out. And once I got it out there, the activity stopped. But somebody eventually stole it, so I thought, well, that was on them. And yeah. yeah. But it wasn't my problem anymore. But yeah,
2: (laughs) it's not not my problem anymore. It was not my (laughs) problem
6: anymore, and yeah, I had and things always happen when I'm home alone. And um, and I had brought it in. It was actually in the car, and it was okay when it was in the car. But for some reason, I got it out of the car and brought it in the house that night. Is when I heard someone running around in my attic over my over my head, and oh wow. Yeah, it it was, it was kind of not fun. It's fun to hunt other places, but you don't want to bring it home with you.
2: Well, I mean, unless you're me,
6: (laughs) (laughs) I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't advise it. Usually if you you need to have like a safe space, I think where you sleep and where you eat and where your family lives.
2: Oh yeah. No spirit wants to come into my bedroom. So I'm not even worried about that at all. Like at (laughs) all. As soon as they took two steps in there, I'd be like, no, all right, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) But when when we took our break a minute ago, uh, Sonny actually brought something up that that I would actually like to revisit on just a little bit is two years ago – yeah, it was – yeah, two years ago, before this became a podcast, before we became the the group that we are now, this ever-growing my own personal Adams family – God, I love you guys
3: (laughs) –
2: Sonny was with me on the very very first paranormal investigation that I ever did which was almost to the date almost 2 years ago exactly is it really? Yeah cuz it was mid November 2 years ago Yeah, yeah.
4: you're right oh, That's really
6: cool
2: Yeah And this is some place that I, I hope we're going to have the opportunity to revisit again and it's this place called Edwards Road Oftenly mistaken as Payne Road here in North Carolina because if you follow the road long enough, Edwards Road turns into Payne Road, and it
4: might as well be called Payne Road well by the called, story. You
2: know. Now this this whole road has like a pretty colorful history. When it was originally being constructed and planned, it it was kind of like during the the railway boom. At one point in time, this whole stretch of road was considered to be like. This is obviously going to be the next uh, mecca stop on the the railways. So they started to plan a lot around this Edward Road stretch. They had their own post office, a couple of churches on it, a couple of neighborhoods. I think there was a schoolhouse built on there as well. And um, once the uh, the power of the automobile reared its <laughs> ugly head, you know, all that fell to the wayside pretty quickly. <laughs> but this uh, this stretch of Edward's Road, it struggled. And over the course of like the, the following hundred years, a whole bunch of weird stuff happened on it. And most of it we can cite off as like local legend, folklore, things like that. Uh, but there are a couple that are legitimate. One of which is there was an old Methodist church in a cemetery. And this was early 1980s, like right in the height of the sat- satanic panic of the eighties. And, uh, uh, Bunch of rowdy teenagers ended up burning down uh, the church in the adjoining houses. Everybody screamed Satanist because, of course, there are a whole bunch of punks out there with black spray paint. It spray. was at The Times. Yeah, yeah, the parlay of The Times, if you will. D&D was Satanism. I mean, mm. we get it. Yeah, let's not talk about Michelle remembering. <laughs> Jesus. That place got burned down, and while nobody actually got hurt and no lives were lost during that— the cemetery that was connected to this church apparently has been known for the better part of a hundred years of being a hot spot for orbs and EVPs and things like that. Now we hung out there for a little bit and I definitely want to go back and check it out on a like a much deeper level, because mm-hmm. by that point we had already visited another point in the evening and um were kind of worn out. So the the reason that I really want to go back to this place and why we started talking about this is in uh early 1920s there was a gentleman by the name of Miles Edwards who was known for being a little bit of an eccentric. So one day Miles who who works all over the county uh he comes home and he immediately gets into a fight with his wife. Uh I, supposedly over finances like everybody was struggling at that point you're right at the beginning of the Great Depression things are not looking so well. So Milas gets into a a fight with his wife. They scream and yell at each other for a few minutes, and all of a sudden his stone just goes cold and blank. And he proceeds to turn around and walk out of the house, walk across the road to where he parked his car, goes into the garage, grabs a stick of dynamite, proceeds to lay down in the back of his truck, lights a stick of dynamite, and sticks it underneath his head like a pillow. Because
4: you just have that laying around. Makes sense. Yeah.
2: Well, I, I, at the time it was pretty common. I know. Like, yeah. I every, know. everybody had a case of I dynamite know. for whatever reason. <laughs> it's just a backup plan.
4: I just had a it's big I just had to say so.
2: I know. God man. Why couldn't I have lived turning this time? <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh man. I would have blown up so much crap. It's like
4: black cats, but not.
2: <laughs> but the uh, so we we went to the site of where Milos Edwards pulled off this incredibly dramatic suicide and we we got dinged hard, yeah that way, yeah, that was the very first time we ever tried an esta session. It was the first actual paranormal investigation that we ever did, and everything that was funneling through those headphones was pretty direct
4: it was i I've, even with Waverly and the u s s Carolina and everything like that that was crazy, and I mean. There was a lot of things coming through and throughout the night, but the thing that stuck with me the most is when you said this thing told me to leave for like you said it at least four or five times and it said leave. And by the time, like the first time you said leave, the EMF was at least at 3.5. And Joe, what is, you could probably know better than I do. What is like your average? Like if just a little thing is walking by or whatnot. not.
6: Well, And you're out in the middle of nowhere, right? Right, so there's not, nothing, be, yeah. So it's absolutely zero. 3.5 is a pretty strong reading,
4: that's what that's I'm saying. A, like, that's, that's it pretty strong. yeah, that's, it would jump up to that's
6: 0.5 background, yeah.
4: No, it was like 0.5 sometimes, but then when John was like, it just keeps saying leave, like, we need to get the f- out of here, and it hit like 3.5, 3.75, and it was just going up and up and up and up and I was like and it was as we were packing our stuff because it was like we just gotta leave like Uh this thing does not want us here anymore whatever it is yeah it's
2: it's spout off the line like leave leave now at least three or four times Mm -hmm. and then the very very last one which we do actually have the audio for this somewhere is uh do you want us to leave and my immediate response without even skipping it pete was leave now go on out Go on out. That's a sudden thing to say. Yeah. But what I found really fascinating about that entire experience is if you go back and you listen to the data, like the audio that we recorded from the handheld digital audio recorder, the entire time that this thing is going on, from the moment we start getting responses back from the spirit box, you can hear a moan in the background. And it repeats itself, what, probably like nine or ten times. And the best way, like, it, it just sounds like...
4: And you heard dogs barking too.
2: Yeah, and there was no
4: dogs around.
2: Yeah, so I heard the dogs barking, but nobody else did, and that wasn't captured on the uh, the audio. And like that ended up being paired with like some other uh, fall entity that is known for the Hounds of Hell, et cetera, et cetera. There was a lot of weird stuff happening with that. But I definitely want to go back, and I want to try that place out again. But we're gonna to have to figure out. Who the owners of the land are because this is North Carolina and I don't feel like getting shot.
4: <laughs> we didn't get shot the last time, so I don't see why it's a problem. Sorry, I'm taking the pet snake out for those. Yeah, the noodle are... is coming out to play. <laughs> oh, <that is> <laughs> I am making a ruckus. I apologize. I'm sure, sure the, the noodle will appreciate it.
5: Oh, yeah. I probably have. Eight to ten minutes. Sorry, guys. Mm. Concert tonight. What are you going <laughs> to see? The Menzingers. They're like a nice, sad emo band from Philadelphia. Sounds <laughs> fun. They were very popular in
2: 2012. If it ain't the get-up kids, it's not emo enough for me.
1: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> if it isn't Sunny Day Real Estate, it isn't emo.
2: Ooh. Did you see they're back together?
1: I did see that. Oh, I did see that. It makes my
2: I... weird little heart so happy.
1: One of my partners turned me on to this, um, this uh, podcast called Bandsplane and she does like four-hour deep dives into cult bands, you know, bands that are have cult followings. And Sunny Day Real Estate was the newest episode. It's like four hours of deep dive into...
2: So I actually intend on doing um, a, a series of deep dive uh, music episodes on the Patreon, too.
1: Yeah, um, I know. We're going to do Incubus.
2: Yes, we keep, we've Absolutely. Uh, Incubus, I want to tackle, <laughs> um, uh, Year Zero by Nine Inch Nails and that whole uh, story that goes behind that. Meg, obviously you're going to have to get on the, in on that one. Okay. Um, uh, Mars Volta, Deloused in the yeah. Comatorium. Oh, man. All of them. They're so good. Speaking of the Patreon, like, I do intend on... Doing a lot more fun stuff. So in this next year, you can expect like anything on the main feed is going to be directly related to our investigations, to things that we're working on as a group, as like an extended paranormal family, or network of nutcases, if you will. And um,
4: I like network,
5: I nutcases. Will. network I like of nutcases. Network of nutcases. That can be
2: the that's, next Patreon. That's going. Tier.
4: We need to copyright that. Yeah, it's
2: your favorite. I'll network make the nutcases.
4: logo. I'm buying the web domain right now. I'll I'll make the logo. We're on it. Megan and I are on it.
2: Yeah, like there's uh, there's a lot of content that can be produced, and I know I have a lot of side projects that I want to work on with uh, with you guys. But yeah, uh, moving into next year, like anything on the main feed is going to be strictly uh, honed down into actual investigations or research that we're doing, and then everything else will be on the Patreon, which is going to get more fun and goofy as we move forward. Yeah, if you want to hear John
5: or if you wanna hear me drag John to every concert I want to go to so we can also investigate the paranormal, then subscribe <laughs> to our Patreon.
2: Yep. Yeah. It's
1: good it's a good pitch.
2: It is. It is. <laughs> you get the music and you get the music. Oh
1: my god. You're fired. We um,
4: now
0: on network in that cases, guys.
4: <laughs> Wait, you got it?
2: She, yeah, no, she literally just bought it. Yeah, hell yeah! <laughs> all right, I'll get
4: started on the logo tomorrow.
2: Well, uh, as we're as we're kind of wrapping this up, I just want to say thank you again to all of you for being a part of the journey. I would not have been able to make this thing what it is without each and every one of you, and I love you all so very much. And um, please don't make that weird. We tolerate you. are yeah. making it weird. Warm we tolerate you. weird at all. No, he's making it weird. I'm uh, making everything <laughs> weird. <laughs> We're at that point of the evening. You really got <laughs> to rock the Bob Ross for Halloween next uh, year.
4: Y'all napped together earlier, so I don't want to hear anything about it making it weird.
2: Uh, we nap together all the time. <laughs> all the time.
4: <laughs> exactly. Y'all are making it weird <laughs> on why, your own. That's <laughs> true. It's very true. I'm gonna
2: <laughs> laugh. <laughs> All right, guys. Well... Uh, Before we wrap up, does anybody have any uh, closing thoughts, anything that they want to uh, reference regarding the last year or things that we're looking forward to on the next?
0: Yeah, keep your eye on our webpage because right now it's just a splash page, but hopefully in the next few months it will be fleshed out and do something a lot cooler.
2: Yep, by mid-January. I think we're going to coincide that with the the premiere of Season 3, so we'll Mm. we'll pair that up properly.
0: Oh, also, apparently Mothman's are making a few appearances on the web page, so if you see him, screen, tap it and post it on Twitter.
2: Yep, do the thing, please. (laughs) Jill, how about you? Any uh, any closing thoughts or, or final comments?
6: No, it's been really an interesting year, and I appreciate you making me a part of the insanity. It's been fun, and I'm looking forward to some new adventures
2: absolutely in regards to that i want to give a huge shout out to our boys scott and forrest from astonishing legends especially forrest for putting me in touch with jill and uh also i think by runabout's way with uh, megan as well yeah. uh, i was kind of a chain reaction that uh that he put us all in touch with each other so i'm incredibly grateful for that so happy holidays to you crazy astonishing nutballs sonny how about you <laughs> <laughs> had to think about stumble that there. No, I. <laughs> we have dinner. also
4: been drinking, and I stumbled. I it apologize. Is.
2: And cheers on that note, my friends. Right? This is the holiday cheers. party. Cheers. We are not supposed to be taking ourselves seriously. God knows I've had to do that enough this year.
4: Noodle is also distracting.
2: Me. The noodle is <laughs> always distracting, as you can <laughs> you can see. Walker, how about you? Any uh, closing thoughts as we we wrap up? this uh, nice tiny little bow on top of xv planet season 2.0 um i mean i i touched on it a little bit
5: at the beginning it's it's pretty crazy how much we've accomplished throughout the year so i yeah. do just want to give a little pat on the back to all of us for really sticking with it and really knocking out a bunch of awesome content and being willing to go on crazy road trips and fun you know and investigations and can't wait to do it again. We have a lot of stuff on the docket, so I'm excited yeah, to finally do. be able to talk about it. <laughs> we got a lot. Because it's weird when we do these things where we have all these ideas in the bank and we're trying to like not give out too much information. Because I just want to spill all the beans. Mm.
4: I would like to say that I've enjoyed the most just how much of a team that we've built and how much that we've grown to love each other. And... We've made this own little family, and I think it's made everything very interesting. All of our different dynamics and all of our different viewpoints to all of these crazy experiences.
2: Yeah, we lucked out. We definitely lucked out with the uh, the family that we got with this. Stevie, any, any oh. closing thoughts from you? I know that you haven't been on any investigations with this, but you've been on the show a few times at this point, and uh, you were always a welcome part of these conversations, my friend.
1: Yeah, I'm just happy to be welcome. Thank you. Um mm. and uh hope to um actually join some investigations. Um circumstances willing. So you better believe it.
2: And if we end up in uh Indiana if you give me the whole I can't work thing, well, I'm just going to call in a kidnapping threat to your boss and come and like literally throw you into the trunk of our car and we will
4: Oh, it you. won't be a threat. <laughs> Here we go again.
5: So angry, God! Yeah, COVID gives angry. you five days, and too, I'll always so. be back Everyone up.
0: Collected, <laughs> and we have forty-eight hours to return him before the cops
5: are getting
4: involved. <laughs> too I love
2: her. Oh God, I love her. All right, friends and fiends, uh, I love you all so much. Thank you for making this year uh, truly special, and the involvement of all of you has only helped lay out the blueprint of some truly amazing things to come and i can't wait to experience those with all of you this is going to be it's going to be a great year it's going to be a good year
4: we need a catchphrase
2: wobble up dub dub oh wait no that's copyright you do the cheer no well, no it. the estate of george carlin will come and sue me for that one fair enough
0: not if you change the order
2: all right guys Happy holidays. Happy New Year to you all. Uh, I will see some of you in the very near future. And uh, for those of you listening, you know, things might be a little bit sparse over the course of the rest of December and January. But, uh, you know, keep your ears down to the railroad because there might be a few surprises popping up before Season 3 kicks off in uh, late January.
4: Love you all.
2: Yeah, good night. Hugs, kisses, and unicorns and all that stuff. Awesome.
4: Unicorns, really?
2: Yeah? (laughs) Mothman! Mothman, Mothman, there's no need to be down. I said, Mothman, pick your friend off the ground. I said, Mothman, spin your new friend around. There's no need to to be be so scary. scary. (uggage) (attack) ( acidic) (popular) (atorium) You're a really big M O T H. You're a really big M O T H. Yes. It certainly has been a fascinating year, packed full of adventure. This podcast has grown considerably, as well as the team of the people who make it happen. And on a more personal note, this last year has been one of growth and development in spite of seemingly insurmountable odds at times, and much of that growth came through the development of this project and the people that I met through it. It has also been a year of shattering my perception of the currently experienced sense of reality and the nature of the universe. In short, I am not the same as I was a year ago. I'd like to thank the entire XV Planets family for everything they've done to make this last year so extraordinary. Walker, Megan, Sonny, Jill, Alejandro, the events of 2022 would not have happened without each and every one of you. Thank you, Jamie, for all of your intense research that you did for our Waverly series, and a huge thanks to Lisa, Todd, Liz, River, Kat, and Sam for joining us on Investigations. To all the guests and contributors that we had in 2022, your time and knowledge are priceless, and we thank each and every one of you. I'd also like to acknowledge the following fellow creators who have helped XV Planets grow considerably in the last year through support, collaboration, and mutual promotions Luxa from Luxa Cult, Dave and Amy from Unearthing Paranormalcy, Britt from Primordia, and everyone over at the Green Mushroom Podcast Network, Scott and Forrest from Astonishing Legends. Crystal from Emotionally Free with Crystal E, and anyone who has shared our stories and our posts either by word of mouth or through social media. You guys are the best, and we could not have grown the way that we did this year without each and every one of you. A huge thank you and mush love to all of our Patreon subscribers. I was a little apprehensive of kicking one off this year, but the interest and support that you've shown only proves that Meg was right, and I need to listen to her more often. And last, but certainly not least, I'd like to thank all of you our listeners. The overwhelming increase in listenership and interest in what we do means the world to me, and I appreciate each and every one of you. And with that, we come to the close of Season 2, and we say farewell for now. In case you haven't been listening, we'll be taking a little bit of a break over winter to prepare for Season 3. As this episode is airing, I am already somewhere in the South, chasing ghosts, cryptids, and UFOs, lining up content for Season 3, and taking some much-needed time off in between stops on my trip. For our Patreon subscribers, we will have plenty of content planned for you during this break, so if you're not a subscriber but are clamoring for more XV Planus content, consider joining the bandwagon. It'll tide you over until Season 3 drops, likely sometime in mid-to-late February. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everywhere as XV Planis, and you can follow my personal misadventures and music projects at Folds and Floods on those same platforms. Links for both are in the show notes. If you like what we do here, head on over to iTunes or Spotify to rate and especially review us, and tell your friends about us. Tell your families about us. Hell, yell at random people at the library about us. Well, maybe not that one. You'll probably get in trouble. We are a DIY independent production, and the only way that we will grow is by word of mouth and listener support. And you can support us by going to www.patreon.com xvplanus and subscribing to gain access to our exclusive content including the Patreon-only series, Transmissions from the Void, where I interview people from all walks of life about their own personal paranormal experiences. Be sure to check out all of the great shows on the Green Mushroom Podcast Network, like Lux Occult, Primordia, Unearthing Paranormalcy, and so much more. You can find them by going to www.tgmpodcastnetwork.com. The show is produced in Durham, North Carolina, and is written, edited, and scored by yours truly. Music from the show can be found on my Bandcamp page for Folds and Floods or anywhere you stream your music. High praise and thanks to Sonny Sulak and Rencher Land for our updated logo, and many thanks and mad love to Megan Winning, who manages most of our social media, allowing me to put my focus on the production angle of this madhouse. No part of this show or its music may be reproduced without consent. Copyright Folds and Floods Productions. Whatever you celebrate over the holidays, I hope you enjoy it for all it can be coming from me to you, I will simply say may you have a magical winter solstice and tide blessings to you and yours. Alrighty, I'm out of here. Hitch and ride with Krampus and he's looking a little impatient. Once again, I am your host, Flood, and this has been XV Planets. Thank you for being a part of the journey so far. And I'll see you in the between. In Abumbratio Inflectus Subvelo.